And welcome, everybody. Hey, it's Saturday. It's the 23rd of November, and I must wish a happy birthday to my favorite musician, Bruce Hornsby. He's 65 today. And <gasps> my daughter as well. <laughs> You're she's doing... 37 today. Oh, she's not 65. That That's was right. Doug, in case you were wondering who that was. Doug is my co-host. Hi, Doug. Hello there. Hello. Great it... overcast day. Yes, it is. It is. Foggy yeah. as all get out this yeah, morning. Yeah. It's, well, it's going to be that way in the next several days. They're actually threatening a little snow, too. That's not on my agenda. Not so mine get either. rid of that. I refuse to participate in that activity. <laughs> I totally agree with that one. <laughs> anyway, so today, this is the Jupiter Rising Show, in case you were wondering who you're talking to. Anyway, um, I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, and of course, my co-host is Doug Johnston. And of course, we also have a wonderful guest, Mr. Tony White. Hello, Tony. Hello, everyone. Hello, Hello. Doug. Hello, Eileen. Hello. Hello, viewers, <laughs> listeners, whoever. This is a Neptune. This is like, oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, so um, Tony's going to be on here. He is an animator and astrologer, which is an interesting duo of uh, of careers, but it works really well together. And he's going to tell us a lot about what's going on in his life right now, which is a lot. So, anyway, um, and then we also have our our celebrity of the week. We've decided because Tony is British, we're going to have a British person. We're going to analyze and. Who better than Mr. Prince Andrew? How come it went from Mr. <laughs> Prince Andrew? Mr. I don't know. It's just my train of thought. Oh, okay. I left out the Prince part. Yeah, <laughs> Prince Andrew. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Andrew and all the names that go after it. That's right. And uh, there's like six of them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Who knows what they are? And we know the Windsor does not really count because that was to make them look English. Yeah, just to look like they had a last name. I yeah. think. Yeah. So anyway, so we're going to be doing all that today because you know um, Bonnie Prince uh, Andrew has got a few problems right now, <laughs> to say the a least. Couple. A few, and we can actually localize those localize those in his birth chart, too, which is kind of interesting. So anyway, we have a lot to do today, and uh, we're going to be having a good time, too. So um, we're going to take a break right now, and when we come back, we're going to do our Astro Celebrity of the Week. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW. I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, with my co-host Doug Johnston. And right now we have the Astro Celebrity of the Week. Okay. All right. Now, Prince Andrew, I believe, was like the third child of Third and child. Prince Edward was the final with right? a big gap in between the first mm -hmm. two really gap oh big gap yes like 10 years or close yeah, to something it. like that okay 
And so his birthday is February 19th, 1960. He was born at 3.30 p.m., Greenwich Mean Time, in London, England. Okay, so the stats of his chart are Pisces Sun, just right in there, zero degrees, zero minutes. And then he has Leo rising, and he also has Scorpio moon. Duh, duh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought I'd add yeah. that little, yeah, that little complication at the end there. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So he's been having a heck of a time lately. Trying to trying to tell the story. Tell the story that really didn't exist. Why tell the truth and ruin a good, good story? story. <laughs> yeah. In his case, it's true. It's very true. <laughs> very true. So I mean. I, I watched that interview, and I just couldn't believe that he says, well, I really can't remember her. I don't remember her. Well, you were in the picture of her with him and her, this woman. Uh-huh. He says, I don't remember having that picture taken. You know, and It's, it's fake. They, they, it's a fake picture. Yes. They, they yes. <laughs> put it together. Put, put it together, and it spells My nothing. fingers are a lot fatter than that. Golly. <laughs> 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 Anyway, so it kind of beg- it begs the question, does he have it in his chart to lie? Yeah. Yep. Mercury and Pisces. That'll do it. Plus training Neptune. So he's basically making up a different reality than really happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he's also got some major astrological things that just happened, like the Saturn return. Second Saturn That's return. Right. Yeah. So, um, and more to come, more to with come. Mars and or with Saturn and Saturn Pluto coming Pluto. to his Mars Venus, yeah, that's gonna be. And mm. his now, the interesting part if we go back to the Mars Venus conjunct like this is exactly what Epstein has, yes. So, in the composite, they have Sun, Mars. Venus and Mercury all conjunct, oh, real tight. Yeah, opposite Moon. Yeah. Now his was in Pisces, wasn't it, Epstein? I don't remember the chart. I just remember Mars. the Aquarius all coming together for those two. Well, it would a mat- It'd be a matter of when they would meet. They go, oh boy, let's get the girls. Let's get the girls. <laughs> <laughs> ah, weird stuff. Something, something like that. But you know. Um, it's interesting because with, with a Mars and Venus and Capricorn, you wouldn't think he would be that interested in that. However, you see a Pluto opposing his sun, and he also has Scorpio moon. Mm-hmm. So those are the, the Plutonic you know aspects in his chart that basically say, okay, um, I'm, I have a very nice, sweet exterior. I have a Leo rising. I'm very friendly. I'm Pisces. I'm very compassionate, but I have a dark side. Dun, dun, dun. Hidden agenda. <laughs> yeah, right. So, Tony, what do you think of old uh, Prince uh, Andrew here? Well, I don't know if I should say anything because I'll have my head chopped off and I'm <laughs> up to the tower. <laughs> no, nobody's listening. Okay. So at least from England, I don't think I, I come from a half glass full philosophy. Mm-hmm. So I see this as potential uh-huh. for him. Yeah, uh, I I I'm tend to look at I'm looking at solar return charts right now. Okay, and I see that his so his current year of solar return that's from February this year to next ish. Uh-huh. Um, his sun's down in the fourth. And he's got a lot of heavy planets in the third. Okay. And but the main thing he's got a pretty a wide, but there's a conjunction of Saturn Uranus sitting right on his. 
descendant opposite the ascendant. Oh. So a lot of opposition, a lot of challenges, a mm-hmm. lot of sudden exposés maybe, yeah. attacks, yes. whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that Uranus-Saturn on the 7th because that's going to affect how people see him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, And this means kind of like people are going to strip off the, the layers and see him in a whole different way. And Uranus is going to pull him out right. of whatever he's doing, which is basically what's happened this last week. Mm-hmm. He has uh, been pulled out of his uh, public duties. Right. And, yeah. But I, I find that with his son in the fourth house, this solar return. Mm-hmm. Fourth house is all about emotional security. Yes. And on a psychological, personal level, he's going to be going through hell right now because yeah. he's being undermined on that right. um, emotional well, level. if you look at the fact that Uranus in the sky is coming back where it's conjunct to the queen sun. Mm-hmm. Right. And Charles's moon mm-hmm. is going to create chaos in the royals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big time. This is mm-hmm. sounding quite a lot like Diana in some respects, but it's different. Yeah. It's different. It's actually a biological son, not a, a daughter-in-law. Mm. So, yeah. And, bigger uh, stuff. Bigger stuff. And, of course. And you can't just take him out. No. <laughs> Although they probably thought about that. But, <laughs> but I mean, he is, his reputation is besmirching the entire royal family right now. Yep. And so, I mean, and you look at, again, the queen's chart, her, her zero degrees Taurus, right? I think is her son. Taurus. I, I think when this Mars or this Saturn Mars come together and Saturn Pluto. Mm hmm. We get those slam. They come in right about right at twenty seven and the twenty right. first of January. Right. Yeah. It's going to do a big number on them. Oh, especially big on time. His. And yeah. I think doesn't she have a twenty one degree Capricorn rising? Isn't it? Her uh, Queen Elizabeth. Chart? Something like that, if I remember. So right. Saturn and Pluto are coming right up to that right now. Yep. So it's going to be, it's going to be all about the image of the royal family mm-hmm. in the public eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always find interesting with her that she has Saturn on the 10th house cusp. Yeah. And she always has that very severe look to oh, her. Oh, yes. Yeah. Very. What are you very, talking about? <laughs> very formal. <laughs> Don't yes. talk too loud or you'll crack your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but I hear that she's not like that behind the scenes. No, it's just that she's, Saturn she's gives fine. her that appearance. Yeah, of that. she's very. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Capricorn rising that gives very her that demure. austerity yeah. that she has. Yeah, so. It's it's going to be everybody in that family, but mainly it's going to hit the queen, and it's going to hit a- Andrew, and Charles, mm-hmm. and Charles. You're right, because his moon is at zero degrees Taurus. That's right. Yeah, and Uranus has been going over that for a while, but it's not done yet. Obviously, no, coming right back down. Yeah, it's uh, that's going to be around for a while, and and anytime you have a Uranus and Saturn thing going on in, say perhaps. A bunch of the people in the royal family have those front transits going on. Things are going to be shaken up in the whole f- structure of mm-hmm. the royal family. Mm-hmm. Uranus will go direct on the 11th mm-hmm. at 2 degrees. That's January? It's going yes. To go. Okay. 2 degrees, 39 minutes. Uh, oh, on the 11th, and that's us right before the conjunction of Saturn and Pluto, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. 10 days later. Can I scream right now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a, a silent scream that you just heard, but... <laughs> <laughs> we saw it all here. Yes, he did. Oh, was if, if open we, mouth, wide open screen. Like yes, without any noise coming out. But uh, it's just 
those three things alone happening in the world, it's going to be nuts. Mm -hmm. And also, if we look at um, Andrew's solar return for next year, from February next year onwards, um, there's a whole mass of stuff going on, first, second, and third houses, not least of which is he's he's got Pluto in the first house, Uranus in the third house, Ah. and Sun in the second house. So I think just on... okay. Uh, internal material, mater- material, and other issues. Right, his communication. There's a lot of rethinking going on there. And, and, and his money issues could be too. money issues. I he's going to have health-wise, some something's going to go on health-wise with yeah, this guy. Right. Exactly. Well, he's because Uranus is going to come up to trying that Pluto sitting in his first house. Yeah. Yes, we have to take a and break here. Well, in his first house, he has Moon, Jupiter. Pluto and Saturn mm-hmm. in his solar return from February okay. onward. Wow. So that's a big load on the that's body. A load on it. Yeah, it is. Okay. <sighs> we'll be it's right just back. getting heavy in here, folks. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's just signs of things to come, basically. Yeah. yeah. Big so changes. Big, huge changes. So we're going to take a break right now. When we get back, we're going to come back with Mr. Tony White. We're going to talk about his stuff. Who knows? We'll continue this stuff about the royal family. It's so interesting. So anyway, uh, we'll be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> And this is a live read for Angela Probst. You know, at this point, you probably heard enough about essential oils. And are you confused? Are you overwhelmed? You're not sure where to start? There's no so much information in our aromatherapy expert, Angela Probst, with Young Living Essential Oils, can help you navigate and meet your health and wellness goals. And now CBD is everywhere these days. And you're, you're looking for a CBD choice that is transparent about its source how it is processed, and what it'll do for you, or you want more information, you want to talk to Angela, give her a call today at 253-278-1599 or visit her website at www.myyl.com Angela. And now here's a live read for Ms. Wanda Buckner, Pet Psychic and Intuitive. This holiday season, give experiences, not things. Wanda Buckner, People and Pet Psychic and Healer, has gift certificates available for people and their animals. Your family and friends can come to Wanda's office in Olympia or receive distance healing anywhere. Wanda is a healer, psychic, medium, and animal communicator. A session with her will increase you or your pet's well-being and provide insight into your situation from a client. Wanda is magic. Every time I have a session with her, my heart is cracked open and energy floods in. It is very visceral and powerful. I leave renewed and energized. And you can contact Wanda directly at 360-491-3187 or through her website at www.wandabuckner.com. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to New Pro Supplements, we cover the world of animals. This week, November 24th, it's an encore presentation of Best and Neuroenergetic Balancing Sunday with Dr. Nels Rasmussen and his sister Linda in the studio. Tune in to hear them help listeners and their animal friends with emotional behavior and physical problems. It was a great and super fun show with advice and help for everyone. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 11. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. 
And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW. I'm Eileen Grimes with Doug Johnston, and we have here today Tony White, who's an animator and an astrologer, and here... Puts the two together. You put him... And he has his... I walked by his car today. He's got animator as his, his license. And the eight part, the animate, it's an eight. It's uh, kind of cool. Oh. Yeah, I liked it. I said, I wonder if he's here yet. And I went, oh, yeah, he's here. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I could get that because yeah. those kind of things are hard to get, but it was open, so I took that's, it. That's cool. <laughs> that's very cool. So anyway, your your career is vast and so varied, but you have so a whole bunch of new things that are going on right now. And let's talk about some of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been hard in development lately for building that brand new program that you do, the Star U mm-hmm. reading. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it. It's gorgeous. It's fun. You really incorporate the idea of bringing the inner child into the astrological experience, which probably hasn't done that much. Um but- as far as I know, it's not been done. But I don't think anyone's insane enough to be an animator <laughs> and an astrologer. You right. know, so, um, but it w- really, my whole career m- was dominated by working in advertising, making commercials. Right. Until I saw the light, a better way. Yes. That's and entered right. the light a bit more. But um, so what I've really, my, my life was totally, tra- I've said on the program before, my life was totally transformed when I was much younger, yes. early teenage years, and it truly transformed my life. And I feel now's the time to give back. And mm-hmm. um, to, as a result of the things I experienced that made my life, actually, right. the knowledge of astrology and uh, self-understanding. And so I'm, what I'm really doing now is at a time of giving back. I'm trying to utilize what skills I have, what experience I've had in presenting astrology in a way that the world really doesn't know it in right. the main yeah. um, and trying to bring, find different techniques for people to understand what it's really all about right. at its higher level. Yeah, it Not is, horoscopes, not right. you know, fortune telling. It, it's it, actually gr- very psychological, yes. psychologically uh, empowering. Yes, it is. And it's, you know, the way astrology is to most of the general public is not even close to what it is in mm-hmm. real life. Mm-hmm. And you ma- you've taken it and managed to make it fun, you know, Try because, to. you know, I don't know if I would say astrology is fun, but some parts of it are, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, you've taken it, and as soon as I saw those little glyphs for the planets, I just started <laughs> to squeal. I just love. Oh my God! It's so cute. Guys, bring him Was that a good. silent one, just like the scream? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just yes. checking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's kind of the. Uh, I always said, you know, a, a picture's worth a thousand words. Right. It is said. Yeah. Okay. Well, an animated picture, a moving picture, it must be worth a million, especially yes. if you're smiling on your lips. Yes. When you're trying to take in information, so right. I try to make it fun. But at the same time, if you dig into it, it's pretty profound as well. Yes, it is. Have you I'm ever intimated the queen? The, the queen. <laughs> <laughs> One has have never been asked that? to put the a palace. smile on her face. <laughs> yes, you know. Have you ever? You haven't done that. You actually done the queen. Well, I've animated Saturn. If she ever sees it, she might smile. Oh, okay, I that'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> I do hear but she has I a great sense of humor. It's just that Saturn <laughs> on the tenth house. It just. I see. He that does look a little like me, doesn't it? With. <laughs> 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 Because you do a lot of this as far as directed towards parents for their kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, I find whenever I start talking with a parent, 
about a child, then all of a sudden they want all their children. What about this one? What about that one? They start going through the list of kids they've got, wanting the interpretation of what's going on with that one. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's interesting. It does light a fire of, even if they intellectually reject the notion that astrology has any value, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you actually start explaining their children or even themselves, I found it with themselves, they suddenly say, oh, I didn't realize it did. Oh, I didn't. That's true. Yeah, I didn't realize that. <laughs> and, and then when you start unpicking things, I've had it when I, especially when I see planets in the fifth house, which for me is oh, yeah. untapped creativity if right. they're not right. already an artist. And I start suggesting that they'll come back and say, well, I've always wanted to do whatever yeah. creative. And I'll so do it, do it. And and I often get people come back and say, thank you for telling me to do that because actually I'm loving life now because I'm getting my expression out in in my own particular way. So and and then applying it for children. So, yes, I do the specifically I do the star child reports because in my mind, the most formative years are the years from birth to school more or less, until Mercury starts kicking in. Mm -hmm. But that's the time when you least know anything about your child. Mm -hmm. So um, what is your child like on the inside? What is their life journey going to be like? Mm -hmm. Without being predictive, I don't like prediction particularly, Mm -hmm. but you, you can... You can see trends, you can see potentials, and you can see challenges that they're going to And a lot of personality, too. Yeah. So in those formative years, isn't it good to have a roadmap Mm -hmm. to give a guidance? And and I find that once I've done one of those for someone, I regularly get reorders for... Because they don't come with directions. (gasps) No, No, they they don't don't come come with... (laughs) They should, but they don't. Uh Uh, I remember I did a reading for a couple that were... uh, hairdressing couple that were my hairdressers about 20 some years ago and and they had a baby and you know they couldn't wait to have me do the chart on the baby Mm -hmm. because they wanted to see how creative this child was going to be and would they follow in their footsteps and I don't remember what the sun sign but I do remember the moon being in Capricorn (laughs) well (laughs) (laughs) financially it's going to be very creative (laughs) Yeah, and and when they heard that, they said, "Oh, that's, that's really sad. We're really sad that. What do we do with a child with a moon in Capricorn?" Well, I said, "They're going to organize your business for you." <laughs> okay, I mean they're going to be very business oriented, and you know, and they'll be um, they'll be able to be down to earth. Like, I think that the two people were very kind of up there and being creative. They're kind of Neptunian types anyway that didn't necessarily look for, you know, physical grounding stuff. But I said, this child will ground you. Mm-hmm. That's it. So um, I tried to spin the most positive light on it, but they kept getting really stuck <laughs> on that Capricorn. So Capricorn moon, oh, God, that's just oh, awful. You should have sent them to me because I, yeah, I, I have yeah. a Capricorn well, moon. Well, if I'd known you back then, I would have. <laughs> but, you know, uh, it, it was it was kind of hard, you know, saying that to I, them. I don't know if you've come across that yourself, but I've... I read once that Capricorn Moon are kids that are required to grow up yes. during their childhood. Yes. One way, yes. they have to take on extra responsibilities. Right. I certainly did because I had to look after my mum yeah. most of the time. It seems like there's a reverse aging process. Rather than gradually yeah. moving into adulthood, you start in adulthood and you end up being in your childhood later yeah, on. Yeah, and that's the great know. thing without yes. it being embarrassing. Well, Sounds maybe right. it's embarrassing for people, but yeah, I right. find as they get older, I grow into my body. Yeah. I don't like the way the body's going. Yeah. But I my 
personal identity is becoming more childlike. How much Earth do you have in your chart? Masses. Oh, yeah, that's I've right, got three do. planets in Virgo, okay, sun, moon, moon, and Capricorn, and, and thank okay. God for my Sagittarius rising. Oh, yes. Where's your Neptune? My Neptune's in Libra in the 10th house. So that I makes sense. Oh, the Libra. creative, yep, imaginative, yeah. There's fantasy the world. Right yeah. yeah. Square Mars in Cancer. Mm-hmm. And I love working at home. Yeah. Uh, working from home, which is the Mars in Cancer. Yes. Square Neptune, fantasy projects, animation, all yeah, that stuff. Right. So, there it is. Yeah. It's all there. It's laid right out yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> okay. So um, do you have, I noticed you have a bunch of charts sitting there. They're all Andrew. <laughs> I was they're just Andrew. Doing oh, they're re- all Andrew? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah okay, that's cool. And um, you brought all these other books. Oh, yeah. So so the, the, my life, uh, my animation world has been a long, frustrating, for, for, from a st- an astrology point of view, Sagittarius rising, my ruling Jupiter is in Scorpio, mm-hmm. in the 11th house, hopes and wishes, Square Saturn conjunct Pluto in Leo in the eighth house. Oh, so that's my a bit hopes of a and sticky. wishes have always been thwarted in my life. Yeah, always, yeah, a always. Bit. So, following on from that concept, um, throughout my career, which has gone on many, many decades now, I've spent a lot of time and a lot of money trying to make movies that are taking animation into entirely different areas. Mm-hmm. And I've been totally frustrated all the way along. Okay, that's your Jupiter in the 11th. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I've got to the point now where I think, well, it's probably not going to happen that I'm going to make these movies. So what I've decided to do is publish them. Mm-hmm. Publish the scripts okay. that I've written that I or somebody else has written with me or for me or under my encouragement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got four movie scripts, one of which is the more recent one, which has an astrological... Um, commentary to it mm-hmm. in the sense that it takes the star child a uh, star you thing I do mm-hmm. which is the animated horoscope right. interpretation I'm taking it one stage further into uh, into a movie concept which is okay. kind of unique no one's ever done it um, no. so I've done a metaphysical adventure story a hero's journey through the the mystical side of astrology the planets and everything mm-hmm. But the interesting thing about the whole thing, it's kind of a Holy Grail story, mm-hmm. metaphysical Holy Grail story. Um, the interesting thing about it is that I very much believe this can happen, that if it was distributed, for instance, on Netflix, oh yes, the, the journey of the actual story and the stages of the adventure and discovery and challenges in the story are common to everyone. But as you order your film on Netflix, type in your time, date, and place of birth, it mm-hmm. will provide you with a movie which has commentary directed at you. Oh, how interesting. So nobody nice. has the same movie. No. They have the same incidents in the movie, but the linkages to each incident right. is personalized according right. to your birth. Right, the chart, too. Oh. So it has a very unique quality to it. Now, whether ever that will get funded, <laughs> I don't know, but I've published the script so people can read so it So anyway. you you looking at Netflix for this? I would like to, but Netflix, it's like the old boys club. Hollywood's, if you're outside Hollywood, you can't get into Hollywood. That's the story of my life. Well, Netflix is supposed to be the alternative, but to present a a project to Netflix, you either have to go through a very expensive film lawyer. Right. You know, usually Hollywood lawyer. You should go talk to Jeff. Jeff. Jeff who? Jeff who? From Amazon. 
He's just around the corner here yeah, somewhere. He's on, the, on the same block with you. No, okay. I don't know that. But, you know. Well, either you go through the film lawyer or you have to go to a, a producer who's currently working with Netflix and they have to introduce you. Okay. So it's an old, old pal. Or thing. an agent of an agent of an agent. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we got to take another okay. quick break here. When we come back, we're going to talk some more with Tony about him getting on Netflix. (laughs) We'll figure out a way, folks. Anyway, this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Hi, this is a live read for Matt Shea and Matt Shea Books. Matt is a storyteller. His choice of subjects have to do with those who are considered a little different. You know the ones, the ones that are usually outcast or misplaced as a result of being overlooked and misunderstood. Their moment arrives when they are called upon to reveal their real character through some selfless act, thus ending up being acknowledged and then contributing to society. And when all said is done, all, excuse me, when all is said and done, he wants his reader to be uplifted by the deeper message. He will write stories for the rest of his life in the hopes that he can create happiness bring encouragement, and ultimately inspire others. And another book of Matt's is The King of Coleman's Hill. It is available on Amazon.com. So go to mattsheabooks.com to find free stuff to read and download. The great It is a great way to sample Matt and his writing. So for more information on Matt and his books, contact Matt Shea at mattsheabooks.com or email him at workinmat7, W-O-R-K-N-M-A-T-T-7, at AOL.com. And now this is a live read for Susan Bergstrom, the Medicare Exchange. Medicare coverage is very important and confusing issue as we near retirement because Medicare doesn't cover 100% of your medical costs, only about 80%. That means we'll need affordable supplemental coverage that takes you the for, takes care of that 20%. Susan Bergstrom can help get the best coverage for you with the process is really easy. And in the end, she will save you money. So open enrollment is now happening till December 7th, kids. So you got to do that. I just changed plans the other day. So I'm very excited about this. So you can make major changes to your aspects of your coverage. So uh, to schedule an appointment, our RSVP to one of her workshops, call Susan at 253 Two three one eight nine three seven nine, or email her at sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com. Manson Mitchell this week are in a word preempted. Tune in and cheer on the UW Huskies women's basketball team over the weekend and join us in December for Rebecca Norrington and Mark Anthony. Wishing you a wonderful Thanksgiving. We are grateful for your loyalty over the last 12 plus years. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Bored with the other stations, hammering away on the same old talking points? Try Alternative Talk 1150 and get some variety. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW. I'm Eileen Grimes. I'm EileenGrimes.com. I didn't even know you had that site. Yeah, neither. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Anyway, um, and welcome back, Mr. Doug Johnston, because you're such a fabulous co-host. And then also we have Mr. Tony White as a guest, and we've been talking about how to Netflix. get in Netflix and how to get into animation stuff without really trying. 
And Tony's very famous for animation. Yes, he is. He's done some amazing stuff. Consider the Pink Panther. Pink Panther, yes. Which everyone knows. Everybody knows. I remember when he came to the psychic group that we did in Lakewood on Saturday nights. He came and did one thing. He had an animation show of what he did. And, of course, when the Pink Panther came out and dancing around and everyone went, he did that, he did that, everybody started clapping. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was amazing. That, you, that was the first time animation I heard anybody ro- get any applause. He's like uh-huh. animation yeah. royalty. Right. He is. <laughs> he really is. Hopefully really not like certain royalty. <laughs> no. Oh, no. We won't no, you don't have that tight, 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 tight upper lip. Yes, very tight. Very. He's got the, a great smile. Yes, he does. The, the Pink Panther was one of my favorite projects, actually. Oh, I believe it. It's it, so cute. It was cute. such a thrill to actually see something that I created on movie screens. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see them all around the world, but they went all around the world. Yeah. Yes. And people still see them now. But I, it's funny, when I show my students, animation students these days, uh, I used to explain to the students, oh, you won't know this film, but your parents will. Oh. Now <laughs> I have to say... You won't know this film. Neither will your parents, but your grandparents would have seen this film. (laughs) But they still like it. They don't get all the film references because I send up a lot of movies of the time. Now, now which movie did you do? The Pink Pink Panther Strikes Again. That was my favorite of all of them. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was, yes. I remember I I got my first insight of the film industry, Mm -hmm. the other side than the creative side. And... uh, for that film, um, I finished the titles and they invited us to the the private screening at the distributor's head office in right. London. Mm-hmm. And we sat down with the suits. Yeah. Now, these the are suits, you know, marketing yes. people, accountants, everyone but creative people. Was the Queen there? No, the Queen was not there. Well, I'm just wondering how close she was. I, I wonder know. if she saw the movie. She may have been in disguise. I don't know. But, <laughs> but we, So we sat down and watched this movie and Peter Sellers doing all his crazy stuff yeah. and we were fa- the creatives were falling around laughing holding our stomachs laughing because at oh, the time it was movie. so funny you yeah. know yes. now yeah. we've seen a lot similar things but yeah. at the time it was so funny the suits were looking saturn in the 10th house cusp yes stern faced so they didn't get any of the jokes any of them they oh. didn't laugh they didn't crack their faces and all you could hear was this calculator brain saying Oh, those laughs mean a few more hundred dollars in the, you know, a thousand dollars, a million. Oh, there goes a million. Okay, we're doing okay. We're getting the laughs. But they didn't have any sense of humor whatsoever. So I realized, am I in the right industry? Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. I mean, the initial credits, because that was the first Pink Panther movie I ever saw was Strikes Again. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just remember how hysterically funny the, the, the animation was. I it, credit it to you. You're wonderful. Well, it was. It, I, I was following a tradition because I didn't invent the Pink Panther or anything like that. Yeah. But the, the, one of the funny stories was the, the director of the Pink Panther is Blake Edwards. Right. Was yes. Blake Edwards. And, uh, and I had to go along and pitch my ideas to it. Well, I was told they wanted titles, so I went along. Mm-hmm. And met him while he was filming the actual live action with the actors mm-hmm. and everything in the studio in London. And I said, well, what do you want for the titles? And he said, I don't know. That's your job. And I said, well, I don't even know what the film's around. He said, okay, here's the script. And he threw the script at me. Not, not violently, but he gave me the script. And he said, come back in a week's time with all your ideas, a okay. storyboard. Mm-hmm. So I basically sat down and did that. And I got the pretty much exactly 
the way it's on the screen now is how I storyboarded it. Mm-hmm. But I was incredibly nervous because, as I said, I was sending out lots of movies, mm-hmm. contemporary movies at the time, right. one of which was The Sound of Music. And mm-hmm. I did a big spoof on one scene spoof on Julie Andrews. Oh. Well, I was terribly nervous because Blake Edwards was married yes, to Julie Andrews. To yeah. And I remember presenting it to him, shaking, thinking, is he going to get this? Is he going to kick me out? Is, and I did this uh, and I said, and then, you know, Julie goes over the hill and turns around. It's the Pink Panther, blah, blah, blah. And stony silence. I thought, God, he hates it. Yeah. And he was sitting on a low stool at the time in this little suite. Yeah. And he just stared at it for about two minutes and I was sweating. Beads of sweat were coming. And then suddenly he just burst out laughing. Uh-huh. And he laughed so hard he fell off the back of the stool. He was sitting <laughs> and I thought, I'm home and dry now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and essentially, it was amazing why I love that project. He said, okay, you've got 12 weeks. Deliver it. Uh-huh. And I said, do you not want to see anything? No, trust you. I love yourself. Just do it. And that's, we just burnt the midnight oil 12 weeks later, delivered it. The big irony was that delivering it meant it was edited together with the live action side of the movie. Uh And Henry Mancini was going to record all the music end to end. And I I got flu and I couldn't go to that session. So I missed that session. That was a big regret. But I won't say this, but yes, I will. A friend of mine actually scored the whole movie. It wasn't Uh Henry Mancini. Henry Mancini wrote the the The, the orchestration. Yeah. Uh, the, the the theme, yeah. But okay. he didn't do the orchestration because he was too busy. So mm-hmm. I recommended my friend Howard Blake to do that. Mm-hmm. So he actually came up with the whole score for Henry Mancini oh. to conduct. Uh-huh. But Howard is a classically <coughs> trained composer and pianist. Uh-huh. And his score was beyond Henry Mancini's understanding. He couldn't follow it. Uh-huh. So in the end, he said, Howard, can you just conduct all this? And <laughs> so basically, uh, it was it was done. Wow. By Howard. But I mean, it was Henry Mancini's <laughs> theme. Yeah, right. Mm. But uh, yeah, so that was kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, and I missed it. And I missed it. Well, I mean, you have your, your, your imprint, your mark on one major film. And that's, I know you probably have more than that, but that's. Well, a, on movies, that's the only time I touched it. That's why I've, all my life I've wanted to make movies. And it's the one thing I've never actually done. A complete movie mm-hmm. on my own has right. been the big frustration of my life. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, and that's you've why I publish the scripts because I want. I think if people can't see my movies, they mm-hmm. can at least read them and enjoy them in their imagination. Yeah, Maybe right. you need to get these to um, Brad Bird. I know they're on Amazon right now. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so. you know, the thing about your yeah. chart is you have Capricorn Rising, Capricorn Moon, right? Mm-hmm. That's no, Sagittarius Rising. Sag- Sagittarius that's right. That's right. Capricorn. Capricorn Moon and Saturn and places. Those are late bloomers. Big time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel like bloomer. I'm working harder than I've ever worked in my life yeah, right now. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I can just see this happening later where's on. Your, where's your midheaven? What degree? Um, now you ask me something that I, I never look at my own chart. I can't remember. It's up. It's, it's, it's early degrees of Libra can't remember exactly. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, we'll have to look with Slevin way with him. Yeah, the Slevin well, method. I, I, yes. You see, I always thought that with the, well, I'm beginning, I continually think with the Jupiter square, Saturn, Pluto in the eighth house, probably my work will only be recognized after I've gone. It'd be posthumous. Well, let's not get morbid here. No, well, you, you can do it in no, this lifetime. you can do it this lifetime. Well, give me yeah. a... You have free yeah. will. Yeah. I, I, yes. 
That's sad. Just but going to tell the story. It's other people's money is the problem. That's yeah. that's always been my problem. However, my solar return, my son is in the eighth house right now. Just gone into the eighth. So uh -huh. other people's money could be. Yes, it could indicated. Be. Yes, it could. That's a good point. Or my work will end up posthumously. Right. <laughs> no, no. It, I mean, you're just kind of under. You're laying there undiscovered, basically. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I started. You haven't the met pink Simon banter. Cowell. Hmm? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he likes to discover people. I know. Yeah. Usually singers, and I don't sing very well. Oh, he, but, but he's <laughs> doing Britain's Got Talent, so he's looking at all things Ooh, now. Who, Simon yeah. Cowell? Yeah. Oh, him. I've never seen an animator on there. Maybe there's an idea there. <laughs> that oh, could now be you good. could animate him. He'd be funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah that'd yeah. be funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> animate the judges and... Yeah. Your right. story at the same time and right. their response. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Make him jump up and down. Yeah. yeah. Have him do things he normally doesn't do on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I so. think it would be funny as heck yeah. thinking it of great. it that way. It would be great. I did see the the sand artist once that was telling stories by sand, moving yes, sand Yeah, that was around. good, that was wasn't kind of it? interesting. I thought she, she yeah. was so quick. Yeah. 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 Okay. Wow, she was quick. Yeah. Wow. I don't she watch she that drew show. art with sand, and oh, she ooh, cool. and she did it so fast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was an animator, Caroline Leith from the National Film Board of Canada, who actually animated movies by moving sand around. Oh, now, yeah, I've it's really that. beautiful, actually. And that one that did the colors uh, with the torch—I don't know how he did it. Like neon signs, basically, is what it kind of looked like. He did the thing oh, with um, John F. Kennedy and. Yeah. Going to the moon and the Yeah, that was an interesting off. technological thing. He painted with light. Yeah. As oh. I remember it. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. very interesting. Yeah. So there is hope for you getting <laughs> your yes, animation there out there. You. Well, well, I don't know. It's pushing the old school you further out. You got two minutes. Now <laughs> give us your best shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do uh, one-tenth of a drawing in two minutes. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you know, but you're, you're, when you came and did the thing at the um, the metaphysical thing that day, and the kind of a broad perspective of, of what you've done in your life. It was just, I couldn't take my eyes off it. It was mm. so amazingly interesting. So well, I, I, I was I was very lucky because I was a, lucky and unlucky because if I had my choice, I would have been born a generation earlier mm. and would I would have wanted to work at You'd be Walt so Disney. much older now. <laughs> <laughs> but happier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I would have worked at Walt Disney Studio. Uh, I'd want they've got a thing called the Nine Old Men. His favorite nine old animators, master animators. Uh -huh. I would have loved to have been the tenth old man of animation. Yeah. Ah. I would have worked really. My Moon in Capricorn appeals to that, but only that era, that golden age. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, but at the same time, I'm kind of happy to be born in this generation because with new technology, we can achieve things oh, yeah. that that big studio way did beyond. on a yeah. laptop, exactly. almost. Fabulous. Okay, we have to take another real quick mm -hmm. break here, and when we get back, there'll be more with the Jupiter Rising Show with Doug Johnson and me and Tony White. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Tony White. Yay! There's no greater gift we can give ourselves or others than self-understanding. If we know ourselves better, then we can definitely make better life decisions for ourselves. So how great is it to know that when we enter the coming hol holiday season, the perfect gift is out there waiting for us. 
Professional astrologer and award-winning animator Tony White is now offering, offering a unique personalized astrological star you video that is totally about the special astrological you. Based on the time, date, and place of your birth, no two videos can ever be the same. That way, it is much more entirely about you or else about that special person you're buying it for. And for the parents who want to know their children a little better, that is, from the inside out, how about one of Tony's beautifully illustrated Star Child report packages? Nowhere else are these unique and personal gifts available. So now's the time to purchase yours, especially as they are available for an interactive introductory price. So check out Tony's Star Tunes website today at www.startunes.com. That's www.startoonz.com. Star Tunes, know yourself, know your life, and know your world. Welcome back to the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW. It's so nice to have you here today, Tony. Thank you. You're I, could have, I could have read that ad myself, couldn't I? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You I said, could have. Well, here, let me give you a paper. No, it's okay. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it's, you have such an interesting background. You know, I, I come from a family of artists, too. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they did more um, structured and more formal art, you know portraits and and landscape scenes and stuff like that and they're back based in the 50s you Mm. know i have like 275 of their paintings in my house that's a lot but um maybe valuable hmm? maybe valuable now well it could be and they were professional professional artists around the seattle area well didn't your mother have stuff in sam yes she did Uh, i think both my parents had paintings in the seattle art museum and also the fry art museum as well yeah and so, um, and they were, uh, they were members of special art associations like the Seattle, well, not Seattle Art Museum, but a couple of other um, art, art groups that were very popular in the 50s and the 40s. Hmm. And so um, they did a lot of things in public eye around the Seattle area. So they did Northwest art, which is cool. Hmm. So it's something I have to think about one of these years before I die. You know. Now you're bringing it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. No uh-huh. posthumous stuff here. No, no, <laughs> no. But, you know, I, I would like to see the art go somewhere mm-hmm. and have be it in a nice home where they can, can love it, mm-hmm. you know. Well, you know, I love art. I know you do. But then he was a good looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that one coming. <laughs> oh, God, where's the... And my kids love art, too. Yes. And he's a really nice guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I I never know when all of a sudden I have a painting missing. Yeah. And then I have to call and find out Where which one of them took it. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so anyway, so what's coming up for you in the new year? Well, actually something in Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? Yeah. I, I, have, I run a, okay. All that Virgo, all that Capricorn, workaholic, right? Yeah. So I also run an animation festival, which is online now. Okay. Uh, it's, it's called Drawtastic. Uh-huh. And it's mainly to celebrate student and hand-drawn animation, but mm-hmm. we cover all animation. And every year I put online free uh, for the four days of Thanksgiving 
the winning films mm-hmm. or the, the honored films and the winning right. films. And we give away golden pencil awards, which are literally golden pencils, about a foot long. Yeah. They're real pencils. You can draw with them. Yeah. Uh, has an eraser on the end and everything. So a we number give away two? Golden, hmm? A number two? Uh, no, it's uh, probably an HB, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we give those away. And um, so this coming week, um, it's going to be on... Uh, the website, and it's all free, so I'm not selling anything here, but mm-hmm. it's Draw, drawasic.org. It's D-R-A-W-A-S-S-I-C dot org. Drawasic.org. And then just click on the link that um, is about the festival. Okay. And from uh, when's Thanksgiving? Thursday. Yeah. Through Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, there's a f- free film. It's going to be about 49 minutes long of all mm. the winning films. Oh, good. So I think people will enjoy that. That'll be fun. nice. That'll be nice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So kind of crazy stuff. Cool. Uh, kind of crazy stuff I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a great idea because you know it, it, the important thing is to to hand it down to the next generation. <coughs> well, that's what we're trying to do is encourage it, and yes. the, and the main focus is on drawn animation if we can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, this country doesn't really exist anymore. What part, is an industry. what part of the country do you live in here? Oh, here's south of Seattle. Okay. Um, I think it'd be fun for you to be like a guest speaker down at the Tacoma Filmmakers. Mm. I should set it up for you to come down there and speak. That's okay, a good well, idea. I'll go anywhere where I can get well, that would free be cup of tea. Yes. Well, some as of long these, as you play God Save the Queen. Some of these the people beginning. that are in that group have been in big time stuff in LA. Right. Right. And yeah. some of them are making hundreds of thousands a year just doing commercials. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's a fun group of people. Yeah. yeah. I, I used to do commercials all the I've done over two hundred commercials. But then when computers came in, they don't they didn't want to draw an animation. Even though I think personally and I'm biased, but I think there's more soul in hand drawn commercials. Mm-hmm. I mean some really bad ones out there really corny old-fashioned things but and hand-drawn animation hasn't even scraped beneath the surface of where it can go Mm -hmm. to me where it can go began when walt disney made fantasia Mm -hmm. yeah and 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 the story that i was telling you about the movie i'm trying to make the metaphysical journey Mm -hmm. it's kind of a fantasia it's got dialogue in it right using host planet suite and things like that but but um it's very frustrating this country has given up on it mm-hmm. as an industry. Yeah, it is too bad. Um, but so that's why with the festival we try to encourage anything we can to get young people drawing again. I'd run well, a drawing class for high school kids in yeah. Bellevue um, teaching drawn animation, trying to get them to do drawn animation. And they actually love it. You know it's all going to change real soon. Mm-hmm. Oh, the uh, With the Pluto... January. Yes, Pluto. It yeah. Come January, it's yeah. all changing because so much of what's in Hollywood mm-hmm. is all tied to the Epstein stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm and starting to see that. And that's going to turn things upside down over there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that guy is—he's a—he's a linchpin. Uh, he's got connections on the most evil way. Yeah. So it, yeah. It's cha- you can see the change coming. Whether yes, on, on big that time. big structural level, it's going to be big. Yeah. But you can see under the surface, especially the feminine coming in. Yeah. Right. right. Well, because we're moving to the Aquarian age. Yeah. Yes, we're we there are. already. It just yeah. hasn't got to show its yeah. face. Yeah. It's, it's under the surface. It's yep. kind of. 
and, and with poking the its nose out. Discovery of Eris. I don't know if you guys worked Eris, with Eris. Yes. But uh, the feminine warrior. Yeah. Right. Uh, always when a new planet is discovered, it reflects what the zeitgeist is going on the planet. Right. And the right. feminine warriors coming in. Look at all the powerful women making yes. change now. Right. Waiting, oh. waiting for that. I, I found out that. That silent scream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> that was very funny. That was one of your best lines. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I didn't even have to say anything. It was great. But I noticed that somebody was talking to me about my Eris. I have, get this, Eris and, Eris and Aries conjunct my Mercury and Aries. Oh, the, oh, wow. There's a warrior voice there. Yeah. Yeah, I tend to get obsessed about stuff. Mm-hmm. Really. I never noticed. <laughs> well, I can't. Like, I got really obsessed about the Titanic when I did that. It was a total obsession. And now it's all about stationary planets. And now it's that. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> yeah. Which has been a very interesting study. Oh, it's amazing. It really is. So I have to look at your chart and see if you have any stationary planets. I just mm. never think about doing that. I've not looked. Because, so. I mean, it's just incredible. Anyway, I don't want to get going on that. And. I have to let you go right now because we okay. have to do other stuff here. So <laughs> thank you, Tony, for being thank here. Thank you. I enjoy it every time. It was oh, fun. Oh, great. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. Now we have After Dark Readings with me at Burr's. And I'm not sure how much longer that's going to go on, but um, I'm, I'm doing it, of course, at the Pizza Casa, which is my next announcement. But anyway, it's at 6151 Stillicom Boulevard in Lakewood, Washington from 630 to 830 p.m. every Wednesday ne- night. $20 for 10 minutes, $40 for 20 minutes. And the first person who has heard the Jupiter Rising show right here gets a free book by Matt Shea. Okay, so that's cool. And then I'm doing After Dark Readings. It's a chain. I'm calling it a chain. <laughs> oh, you're, you've created a chain. Yes, it's a chain. Very you Remember lovely. that in Steel Magnolias and What's Your yes. Name gets the... I have a chain. I have, it's a chain. I love that. I keep thinking about that line, so I'm <laughs> calling it a chain. Anyway, After Dark Readings at the Pizza Casa in Lakewood, Washington, Monday nights at 4 to 7 p.m. at 12924 Pacific, Ave- Pacific Highway Southwest in Lakewood, Okay, $20 for 10 minutes, 40 for 20 And the first person who hears it there, too, also gets a free book by Matt Shea. And so, also, if you're interested in horoscope columns, I do one every week on the, H- the, H- the KKNW website. It's on, right on the front cover, and you can find it right there. So, how do we get a hold of you? Best way is 206-769-4924. Okay. You can text or call. All right. And, Tony, we get a hold of you at startoons.com? Uh, yep, on the contact page. That's on the easiest contact way to pages. reach me. Okay, yep. on the contact pages. And you can get a hold of me at eileengrimes.com, jupiterrisingshow.com, and all that stuff. And next week we will not be on the air because the University of Washington basketball is going to be playing, so we will be doing other stuff. And the following week we're going to be Matt, welcoming back Matt Shea, our, one of our very favorite guests, and he will be on talking about his latest writing project. So anyway, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed the show. And tune in in a couple of weeks for the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs>